1: This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact?
2: The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you.
3: Are you ready for the news with a side of bell pepper? Huh? Seriously, what the f*** are you doing? It's time for Trend Lightly. God, please, no! No! With America's sweetheart. With America's sweetheart. Oh my God! The Queen Queen of Glendale. Glendale. Who are you? The Irish American Tornado. Surprise, motherfucker. Molly McAleer. Molly McAleer.
2: Welcome back to Trend Lightly. I'm Molly McAleer, and with me today is Tiffany Maddox. Hey, girl. (laughs) Hey,
1: I come to you from my deathbed, here on my couch, under a blanket, um, because I'm an old lady and if I have any, if I have a sniff of alcohol, it fully lays me out for an entire weekend.
2: What were you drinking last night?
1: Well, well, so we had a lot of Prosecco, which is normal, that's fine, I, that's usually Okay. But somebody had brought this cocktail that was basically, it was it was a margarita that was designed to change color when you added the lime to like the tequila mix, which I thought was actually very Halloween-y and cool. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought it was pre-mixed. I'd had a couple of glasses of Prosecco and a margarita and I was like, oh my God, wouldn't it be cool if they were both in the same drink? So I basically poured like, uh, I want to say, maybe four or five shots of tequila into a Prosecco and drank it, which was disgusting. That's
2: insane.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's I, like I,
2: the, I mean, like, that's crazy. And because, and and I had, I'd completely not
1: understood what this, what this was, because I didn't think it was straight tequila. So I was like, oh, this is like a margarita mix. So I'm just... I'm just making some. I'm just making something new, and uh, it was it was horrendous. It's absolutely horrendous. But because like I'd done it to myself, I sort of had to commit to it. And so everyone was like, "Should we just get you another drink?" And I was like, "No, actually, actually, I really like it."
2: You were being like precious about it. You had to. Yeah. You were prideful. You were I showing was. pride.
1: I thought I've really done something here. I mean, did I do something good? No, but I did do something.
2: Well, I want to apologize to your people really quickly. I did call Colin the Caterpillar a pedophile a couple of weeks (laughs) ago, which is inappropriate and disproportionate. And I don't know that he really looks like that. But um, you sent me some, you know, British shit and some Colin the Caterpillar sours came in there. And I'm very confused about the branding and distribution for Colin. Okay. Because I know of him as a cake. Yeah. But like I I don't know, it feels like a it feels like a branding nightmare. <laughs> I think I think M&S
1: really they really wanted to expand and I think they were just trying to squeeze every drop that they could get out of Colin. I mean, he's definitely not. He's you know, Percy Pig as you know, you now know and intimately is the jewel in the M&S crown. Percy Pig is the Princess Diana of the confectionery world. Okay. And Colin the Caterpillar is, you know, he's solid, but he's not, he's never going to be Percy. Percy's branding is, you know, through the roof. It's great. You know, you can have a Percy cake, but it's it's filled with Percy Pig's weeks. A Colin the Caterpillar cake is very different to the gummies. So I take, I get the confusion. They've, they've created a monster.
2: So these sour Collins though, man, when I was digging in on them, I just right away, I started to feel regretful because I was like, there's nothing I can do. I've started them and I'll never get them back. (laughs) And I think they're my favorite thing I've ever eaten. They're unbelievable. We don't have anything like it in the States. You guys, I don't know how like all the sour things come with like, like, you know, those little like, uh, you know, citric acid, little white spots and shit all over it. The stuff Mm -hmm. that makes up Sour Patch Kids and everything. These guys have nothing like that on them. They are raw. They're regular, <laughs> they're regular raw gummies. They're poosh approved. <laughs> but they are they push approved? No, but
1: can you imagine?
2: <laughs> oh, my God. No, I was like, are you kidding? No. I did actually, guys, you have to see their nutrition facts over there. It's insane. Their nutrition facts are so like, just like, yeah, it's going to be this much. It's going to be 700 calories if you eat half of this bag. Which I know
1: it's you so really upsetting. have to
2: dance to find that number here.
1: Yeah. No, they. I think legally they have to put it front and center. And they do like the traffic light system as well. So like if you just at a glance, if you see a lot of red, even without looking at the numbers, it's like high sugar, high fat, high calorie, high, like all of the stuff. It's like, well, yeah. Well, that helps
2: illiterate know. people too. I mean, is that yeah. for illiterate people?
1: I think so. I think so. I think it's like they're trying to simplify nutrition, but I mean it really does it does ruin everything. I think there's also like I don't know if you know this, but in this country there's a heavy tax now on um, it's like it's called the soft drink t- like levy and there's a heavy tax on
2: I think I have heard that.
1: Yeah. So like taxing getting a regular them like cigarettes over, over there. hmm mm-hmm. So a lot of companies don't like now if you order if you're, like, ordering, I don't know, some some kind of fast food or whatever and you just want, like, a Coke or, like, a regular 7-Up or whatever, it's actually kind of hard to find because the companies aren't – because they have to either absorb the cost or they have to charge you more for, like, just to have a regular Coke. So it's mostly diet drinks on menus right now. Wow. I know. It's dystopian.
2: Wow. Pigeon is crawling on the banister above me and like I just realized that she could ruin my life if she fell right now but there's nothing I can do about it so she would just fall on everything I own and spill water everywhere it's fine it's fine I gotta get her some more wall things cat things are very unattractive I just want to say that everything that's made for cats is incredibly unattractive and I have ideas for like sleek things that are basically like almost hidden when you walk into a place. You don't see that they're cat things everywhere. Mm. The only things they offer like that for sale in the U.S. are very, very expensive. And I just want everyone to know that I'm working on the problem.
1: Well, while you're doing that, could you also design some very chic dog steps? Because my dog is getting to the point where she needs help up onto the couch. And every single set of dog stairs I found have either been So expensive and kind of chic or just the ugliest fucking things I've ever seen.
2: Yeah. Well, this is the kind of thing that I've come to the conclusion might be worth just buying like a hobby or hiring like a hobbyist like carpenter and just having them build it for you because the raw materials are fairly inexpensive and I mean, they're not complicated things like the the design idea I have in mind is literally just a very thin, sleek, white painted or wall painted, whatever my wall color is. I want to put them in and have them be like high, you know? And Mm -hmm. it's just, it's going to be easier to hire a carpenter to do that or to figure it out myself, but I don't think that's going to happen.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Who's got time to do that? Unless you're making a TikTok about it. And if you do, then it better go viral for the effort. That's
2: that's what I think. That's how I feel. I was thinking about redoing my Like, I have these beautiful wood floors in my living room, but I have to completely sand them. Like, it's always been the last thing that Mm. I was going to do when I was getting my place together. There's other things I need to do. I completely re-renovated most of the house, but these floors, I kind of feel like I just need to protect them. So I was thinking about getting some, like, cork and doing a vinyl, like a chic red vinyl floor with, like, big slabs of red vinyl, and I was like, well, I could really only do this if I became TikTok famous for it because otherwise <laughs> I simply cannot justify this entire thing. Like it's way too right. much of a project.
1: Yeah. And you don't want to be like that girl who just like every time she did something to her bathroom, it fucked up. And there were people like, please, I'm begging you. Just please just hire a professional. Grace,
2: I know. Yeah. Grace O'Haron, I think her name is. I really, I really root for her. Because she yeah. did get hit by a drunk driver and has traumatic brain injury. But, like, also, I'm I'm half with her and half not. Sometimes I'm really like, okay, you know what? Do whatever you want, girl. Like, all these people freaking out. This isn't their bathroom. But right. if I'm in the wrong mood and I see one of her posts come up, I'm like, I can't handle this stress. No, like, it's infuriating. <laughs> we have to have her arrested or something. This is just yeah. – I mean, it's terrorism. So – this article came out this week, and I, we have to touch on this because we're both elder millennials.
1: Yeah, geriatric
2: millennials. And I feel like we are both people who probably hear stuff like this a lot. I know doing this podcast is people saying like, oh, I don't know what you guys are talking about, you know, because it's like they see it as like younger topics, right? Mm-hmm. And the point is, is that, yes, we're, we're going to explain that to you. And this, is, this really hits into my – this hits into the area for me where I'm very confused. Like you don't – this is about dictionaries, words being added to the dictionary. And the mm-hmm. whole article is from this elder millennial saying she doesn't understand any of these words. And I'm like, bitch, that's why they're in the dictionary.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of words in the dictionary I don't understand.
2: Right. Like if you – like do you only – do you only interact with information you already understand? Because that's very troublesome to me. But <laughs> listen, so it's written by this woman named Maura Homan, and it came out in, I think it's for NBC San Diego. True life, I'm a millennial, and I don't know most of the new words that Merriam-Webster just added. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, this is, I don't know. I, I just feel like this is a disease, and you guys, were cooler than this. Like, we don't have to do this thing. Like, this is very ancient to be sort of confused by the kids. We should be way cooler than this.
1: Yeah, I also feel like, I still feel like I'm incredibly cool. And I think a lot of the Gen Z versus millennials, like, beef is not that accurate. Like, I think that people truly don't give a fuck. Like, truly, do not give a fuck. And there are a few times where I, like, will jokingly feel like I'm out the loop on something. Usually, like, some kind of fashion trend that I think looks repulsive. (laughs) But, like, for the most part, like, I think we are fine and cool with each other. I mean, I don't know a lot of gen Zers, But I, like, I kind of truly don't give a fuck. And it is, it's, like, yeah. I mean language is evolving right like language is always evolving and some of these words have been around for ages like some of these are not none they're not new they're just being added now like settle down it's not cool to be that
2: I think like well first of all I agree and I'm also the coolest bitch who's ever lived so like I I understand that like not everyone you know I understand if it doesn't come naturally to you but here's the thing this article is written in a It's framed in a way that also has always bummed me out, which is like, oh, I'm 30. Like, I'm out of touch, which is like, get a grip. No, that's – get a grip. That's not real.
1: (laughs) No, it's not that old.
2: Like, people are – like, your 30s is your greatest era in my mind. Like, I think people really get good looking in their 30s.
1: I agree. Like, the – The features of your face that have been sliding around as if they're in a cooking pan for like a decade in your 20s begin to like settle down. They stop sliding all over your face.
2: That's such a good point. And that's such a great way of putting it. So I don't want to like pick on this author because obviously she's already being a little hard on herself. But she writes, I recently turned 30, which is good because I no longer care about my dwindling friend circle. But it's also bad because I'm still old enough to think about updates to dictionaries a relevant way to gauge cultural change. So as a uh, sigh, or elder millennial, I felt a gut punch when I realized you do not know a lot of the words that Merriam-Webster added this week. Reading the list, I envisioned schoolchildren delightfully flipping through the fresh pages of a new dictionary. Was that just me? And declaring, oh, bit rot, about damn time. So... Uh, like I don't even know what to I don't even know what to say about that. Cuz I don't think that's her true experience.
1: Mm. Also she, like hearing I've recently turned 30s so like this year it like in the last few months I've turned 30.
2: And all I right. have no friends.
1: And I've got and all of a sudden <laughs> I've got no friends. I don't understand what's going on.
2: <laughs> I can't do my middle part. Okay, I can't, I can't wear skinny jeans. Anymore. Like people are calling me chuggy. Like it's a countdown. So <laughs> Some of the things that were added were blank check company. Personally, I can't hear the phrase blank check without thinking of the 1994 family comedy of the same name. However, this is a synonym for special purpose acquisition company and has nothing to do with a preteen writing about writing a million dollars on a check from a stranger and the shenanigans that follow. Well, why would it be?
1: What the fuck is a special purpose uh, company anyway? I I feel like blank check company makes more sense.
2: Right, right. I mean, right. Sure. <laughs> Deplatform—that's a new one. Ublack. So, this is oobleck is classic. I I knew this in the eighties. At this point, I knew Merriam-Webster was mocking everyone before two thousand. I thought I'd learned this—a new exclamation for when my hangover hits. <laughs> Day three, or my back hurts for no reason. But no, it's a word for a specific type of slime inspired by Dr. Seuss. At least I've heard of him. Girl, this is from the 80s. Also, like, if your body hurts that much, go to the doctor.
1: Yeah. Go to a fucking chiropractor. <laughs> the fuck?
2: No, but, like, mad love. Listen, some of these words, though, it was we went around on a tweet that the full list of words that appears – in the new dictionary (laughs) it's a lot of like like,
1: coronavirus words it's like well yeah obviously they're only just being added
2: obviously (laughs) (laughs) I was I didn't realize that like air fryer for example I mean I guess it makes sense right I just never thought of like I think of the dictionary as very much like uh you're here to get information about one one word (laughs) We're not telling you about air fryers. Like you got to go to air and you got to go to fryer and you got to put it (laughs) together yourself.
1: (laughs) Or maybe in a definition, (laughs) fryer, as in air fryer, as in. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I feel you. So this is another one. This is fluff or nutter is, again, this is a word we all know since childhood. If you grow up in Massachusetts, it's a peanut butter and fluff sandwich. It's delicious. Mm. Have you ever had a fluff or nutter?
1: No, never. But then I've never had spreadable fluff.
2: Oh my God. It's so good. So there's like, you know, I think, I think like the company that makes marshmallows, like the main jet puff or whatever, they have a spread, but you want to get the real fluff and that mm. comes in like a quart sized container. And I think a lot of people used it during like the, sort of like jello salad era fluff probably really fluff like popped off, you know, but a fluff and utter is on white bread. You got to do a layer of that and then ideally if you're me, you like a crunchy pb.
1: Oh, yeah, if you're a grown up, you like a crunchy. That's what I'm yeah.
2: saying. Like same with pulp and orange juice. Like do you pay taxes? Okay, then eat your crust. <laughs> 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 What's wrong with you? You need
1: fiber for your old body to be able to pass things through the bowel. And Ghost that's what, kitchen. Yeah. Oh, that's because that's of um, Uber Eats and like Postmates and Deliveroo and shit, right? It's basically kitchens that just make shit, but they're never actually real restaurants.
2: Yeah. But listen, guys, there are some new words. If you want to learn the rest of them, you can go into our links in the description. We've got lots of stories today that we simply just didn't want to do (laughs) (laughs) like speaking of you know the one thing that that the kids know about that I don't I said to Tiffany before this like if you told me Timothy Chalamet was a meme and that like he wasn't a real person I would absolutely believe you because he's a I don't know I don't think I've ever seen him in anything
1: yeah, I mean, oh, God. I, the only thing I ever saw him act in was the Little Women remake. I know that like Greta Gerwig has like a full hard on for him. Who's I think that? he's in a bunch of that. The director, I think she did Lady Bird. I think maybe he's oh, in Lady Bird. Oh, Greta Woman?
2: Gerwig. Sorry. Yeah. Lost in translation there. But yeah, I mean, I also don't know who Jeremy Renner is. That's, yeah. I realized yeah. that last week, everyone was talking about him like they knew him. And I was like, who?
1: He's an average man, isn't he? He's just a man about town.
2: Yeah, he's in films
1: sometimes, yeah, very unremarkable. God bless him. Same he's with trying. Kevin
2: Hart. I believe people when they say he's famous. I just don't think I've ever seen
1: him. <laughs> <laughs> and Timothy Chalamet does sound like it's a made-up name. Like it, and he does look like a. He looks like a. Um, he looks like a boy. Uh, a boy ghost from the Victorian era who died of consumption.
2: Totally. Or like if a Tumblr anime boy came to life.
1: Yes. (laughs) An enchanted (laughs) Tumblr anime boy.
2: That's why they love him. That makes sense. Now that makes sense. Okay. So crypto, I mean, we're both rich after this weekend. Not really. I'm not. I'm still in the red. But it blew up. And now my Boston boyfriend, Matt Damon, He's in the crypto.com commercial. Do you want to talk about your journey with crypto this weekend before we play the ad?
1: Yeah, I made one of like, I make a lot of like very solidly bad calls a lot of the time in crypto and investing. And, and what I like to do is, so I have like, you know, generally a, a nice stable ETF, which is usually like, it's made up of tech companies. Like, so it's like, that's fine. That's where money goes and it, and that happens. That's like sensible investing. And then I do like, Meme investing, which is like Mm -hmm. believing the AMC is gonna make me a millionaire, and then like oh, but it is though.
2: I'm in too deep for it to not. Are you kidding me? I know. Same. Blow my brains out. Like it
1: literally has to. Like this is the only plan I have for retirement.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing all the things that the chat room tells you not to do. Same. (laughs) Same.
1: I remember when I used to obsessively watch the chat and I was just like it affects my mood so badly if like we drop by even 50 sound like oh my god what have I done what have I done how am I going to pay my tax bill (laughs) because this is where all my money is in January and then my crypto investing is very like sometimes it's sometimes it's sensible sometimes it isn't some most of the time it isn't so um yeah, I think I had seen a video. There's this uh, crypto guy who's kind of—he's uh, very broy, but he was talking about gaming coins, and he was like, "These are all gonna pump." And he was talking about it a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, "Okay." So I put some money into some gaming coins like Engine, and one of them was Decentraland, which I guess is like a game that's v similar to Minecraft, as in virtual world building, but it's built on the blockchain. And because I guess the announcement of the metaverse happened, a lot of these coins did pump, but no, no one pumped more than mana or the Decentraland coin. So, I mean, it it did skyrocket there for a little bit. I mean, it went from like being like, was it under a dollar and it peaked at $5? I mean, that's a pretty significant pump.
2: Just a callback to last week fucking hold you guys if you buy something don't ever sell it like i <laughs> sold a bunch of them cuz i was like what is this thing i even invested in fuck this like i'm going to put it in bitcoin and then bitcoin drops a bunch and my mm. life is hell but i is this what chills is as well
1: uh what like a gay bitcoin yeah uh i'm not sure
2: because that went up for me a lot this week, and I had just been like throwing money into it without knowing what it is. That's how I invest in crypto. <laughs> like I'm like I have no fucking idea what this is.
1: <laughs> do you like, do you know why you inv- why you in- initially invested in Mana before you sold and then rebought?
2: Oh no, I never look into anything. I okay. think I just I think <laughs> I just bought it. I mean, like I only really buy on Voyager. Except I do have some money in Kraken as well, but. So like I kind of feel like Voyager is safe because it only has so it has so few coins and I know that that's like a really dumb way of thinking of it but I'm kind of like well everything in They're here safe. seems yeah. somewhat legit right right and so yeah I don't know I don't I don't I don't research anything no to answer your question
1: because <laughs> <laughs> I texted you and I was like oh you you in this gun you were like no I sold it and then you texted me and said that you bought back in and I was like oh yeah good. And I went up
2: 73% in like six hours. It was so, it was really, you know, shout out for that, by the way.
1: It's so so pleasing when it happens because it so rarely happens to me that I was like, I was overjoyed when I was just watching the P&L like tick up. I was like, this is what a rare delight to not be in the red. (laughs) What What a true delight because I just, I'm so used to losing money on crypto that to yeah. make money is uh absurd to me
2: skating that line all the time like <laughs> I got I got really close to getting out of the red this week and I oh, my thing is like I just too. don't know when to sell and I know the answer is probably when you're 73 percent up but like mm-hmm. <laughs> I just I then I'm like but what if it keeps growing and I took my money out
1: mm. I think, I think Mana though might be a long-term bet. Like I would think I would probably buy back in now. It's gone back to, it seems to have, it's had its pump and then it's returned to its sort of like baseline, like a higher baseline than before, but still a baseline. So I think Mm -hmm. I took my gains out, but I'd probably put money back in now and just let it ride.
2: Yeah. I bought some more during like the I guess the dip or whatever this morning,
1: but not sh- financial advice.
2: <laughs> Shiba- no, absolutely not. But unless you make a lot of money, and then I want ten percent. But absolutely, yeah. Like she, but you knew everyone thought this was just like a one and done type thing, and I, I think it's continued to do well for the last couple weeks. So yeah, God bless America. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and
1: so neatly into what I think might be. I think this crypto ad fundamentally did upset me, but I'll tell you why afterwards.
2: Okay, let's play it. My boyfriend Matt Damon for crypto.com.
3: History is filled with almosts.
2: I I don't my glasses are not on, and I <laughs> and I I'm like kind of fucked up because I'm on a muscle relaxer because I'm in pain. Guys, long story. I thought the caption here just said history is is filled with almonds. <laughs> <laughs> and I I liked where it was going. I'm sorry. I hate I normally I don't think misreading things and repeating it is funny, but truly. Okay.
3: With those who almost adventured, who almost achieved, but ultimately for them it proved to be too much. Then there are others. The ones who embrace the moment, and commit. And in these moments of truth, these men and women, these mere mortals, just like you and me, as they peer over the edge, they calm their minds and steel their nerves with four simple words that have been whispered by the intrepid since the time of the Romans. Fortune favours the brave.
2: Thoughts?
1: God, we just live in such a boring dystopia.
2: Yeah, I was thinking the whole time, like, I feel like he doesn't even really hold crypto.
1: No, no, he definitely doesn't. Absolutely not. I mean, I'm really pleased for whatever bag that he secured to do that. But I, I mean... It's one of the most, for me, insufferable things about crypto is is crypto people. For like sure, like the coins themselves are fine, and the idea of like, I think people already feel that they're doing something like incredibly like. <laughs> you know what is the word that I'm looking for but I think that people already feel like they're doing something incredibly significant and powerful that like other people just don't understand and they already had a a feeling of their own self-importance and obviously I say that as someone who very much enjoys crypto but the crypto bros I think feel like they're literally changing the world and to make a thing that basically reflects that back to them in a very like in a really naked way. (laughs) It's like, oh, but it's not like buying a dog coin is not. We can't put that on the forefront of innovation. We can't. You can't say that. Like, it's just not. It just isn't.
2: I started following a bunch of the big crypto guys when I first got into crypto just because I wanted to be around like the dialogue. Like I wanted to see what people who do this all the time were saying, even if I don't. You know, if they're not someone that I would ever speak to in real life. And one of the guys, because I'm it's like the curse of being verified, right? Like one of the guys saw that I was verified and got into my DMs and was like, Hey, like rent my, you know, my so-and-so like knows who you are. Like, that's really cool. Why are you following me? And I was like, Oh, I just followed you because you're a crypto account. And he was like, yeah, well, I was. Like, I made my first million, couple million, and then I peaced out. And I just wrote, like, LOL and, like, <laughs> never responded to anything back. Because I was like, <laughs> <laughs> What do you do with that? Talks like that. Yeah. Like, you could also just say, like, I used to be more, but now it's not really my thing. Like, it's the – after I made my first few mil <laughs> – chill out and also why are you still on crypto twitter all the time if you're not involved with it anymore but yeah i mean it's very douchey it's uh you know it it can have a lot of the same like joe rogan energy but i i definitely feel like i've found people within the crypto world who are very sweet and you know nice men sometimes you do find nice men who like crypto they exist
1: (laughs) I have to tell you, you know, I, I posted uh this weekend like a picture of the, you know, the candlestick chart for Decentraland and I was like, oh, it's like really ripping. And then like a little bull emoji, which was like in my mind, like half ironic because it's like, you know, it's like the way in which s- some of these like anonymous crypto accounts talk within a minute of me posting it. um, Somebody texts me and said, I think your Twitter's been hacked. I was like, what do you mean? And they were like, oh, it's just pumping out a load of nonsense about crypto. And I was like,
2: (laughs) no, no, that's me. I feel like they were being shady, Tiff. I think they knew it was you. I think so, too. I think it was, I think it was shade. Yeah. But yeah, you know what? Listen, if you guys are, are, if you guys are good, if you're into crypto and you're good, hit us up. yeah please do i
1: want to follow i want to follow more accounts it's just for me like the the ad is a little it's just it's it's very douchey the ad itself is very douchey and it's very self-important but like there are good there are good souls that i follow i wish there were more i would really like to follow more women in crypto because i do feel it's quite a male space and i think that women should be able to talk about money and investing in a more free and open way with other women
2: Well, it's kind of like Chunky Monkey vibes for me because a lot of the girls I see, the crypto ladies I see, very much catering to their male peers, Mm. you know? Like, they kind of become these, like, female mascots within their world. Yeah.
1: AMC's really bad for that, too.
2: Yeah. And it's like, I so see it for what it is. It's like, okay, like, they're being nice to you because, like, you're a hot girl, but... They absolutely would date rape your friends, Mhm <laughs> that too far. <laughs> no would <it's> bang on <laughs> but wait, so who what celebrities do you think are holding crypto that would be surprising? Let's like project on people.
1: I think a lot of rappers are in crypto. we know this to be true because like Snoop Dogg's doing that whole thing with NFTs. I would be 50 Cent must be holding. I reckon 50 Cent is a man who makes a lot of poor financial decisions. And I think he's probably holding all of the shite coins. And I think he's probably easily swayed (laughs) into buying like shit coins.
2: It's so crazy that like he made so much money off of vitamin water. And we don't talk about that more.
1: Yeah. And then he's kind of spunked it up the wall, didn't he? Wasn't he? Didn't he end up going bankrupt?
2: I think so. But like he made like a billion dollars or something, which is like a crazy investment. And that happened so long ago. And when we talk about like celebrity billionaires, I feel like he's often left off that list because I kind of feel like maybe it wasn't even that chic to talk about to begin with. But I also was like Mm -hmm. living in Boston. I don't know like what the buzz was really, you know, in the world about... 50 cent making so much money, but it's always seemed like sort of an afterthought.
1: Yeah. Who do you think would be surprising as a crypto holder?
2: Oh, well, I would like it to be Whoopi Goldberg.
1: Oh, yeah, that would be nice. I was just thinking about women. That would be fun. She, I also good...
2: I wouldn't be surprised if if Rosie O'Donnell was a crypto head. Interesting she's got a lot of young kids.
1: Mm. I think Cher has crypto but doesn't know it.
2: For sure. Oh, that's a whole other thing. I think there's so many celebrities that have crypto and don't know it. Of course, I think Taylor's a big crypto head.
1: Mm, I could see that.
2: She should launch a coin. That would go crazy. Swift coin? Yep, that would go yeah. crazy. Taylor, call me. I don't know how to help you, but that's my idea. I guess you don't have to call me. Just take my idea. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I bet Miss Kardashian does. I bet, yeah, Kim does. Chloe oh. doesn't doesn't know it. Courtney hasn't doesn't.
2: I actually think Chloe's probably adamantly against it. I agree. And I think Rob is definitely in it.
1: Yeah, for sure. Rob's got like crypto bro all over him.
2: Did you know Rob has a hot sauce that that's like they never plug or talk about? No. Yeah, I saw it on sauce? TikTok. He has his own brand of hot sauce and it's like oh, my, no. it's pretty it's pretty successful.
1: I'm going to have to buy
2: some of that. I feel like we should support him, my Armenian king. Shout out to my Armenians. Today's <laughs> another great day in Glendale. My neighbors have a pomegranate tree, and I picked some the other day because they're nice and they let me do that. And after I, like, you know, I love my pomegranate time. It's it's very, like, soothing for me to sit over the sink and de- like take my little pomegranate pearls out of the Mm -hmm. weird carcass and I put them in a big bowl of warm water and I just space out and I think of my Irish ancestors just like, you know, probably doing some peeling potatoes over a sink. And I just space out and I do my pomegranates. And then I was eating them the other day and I was thinking, God, this would literally be probably 150 bucks worth of pomegranate seeds at Trader Joe's. And here I am just living in the Armenia of Southern California, Glendale, rolling around and rolling around in these. It's amazing. It's better than crypto in some ways. I love produce.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Produce is the new crypto. I mean, look, when we're all living underwater in a few years time, because we've significantly destroyed the planet enough that it's inhabitable, seeds will be the true currency Seeds and fresh produce will be the only thing we trade with again. So you're you're already rich. You're long on pomegranates.
2: (laughs) You're so right. I know you're right. I actually should like make a card or something for them. That family that gives me pomegranates. I'll think about you guys. All right. So let's go to, I think, my long-term enemy and also an enemy of the universe, Mark Zuckerberg. (sighs) I hate this motherfucker. Yeah. Again sort of like in the chunky monkey world of it, I know who this asshole is. Like he is he went to Harvard, he's one year old older than me. He's like ex- I know exactly who this guy is. Like the social network just confirmed everything for me. He's a nightmare mm. person. Mm. And you I mean you called it. Obviously it was super relevant. Um I just didn't couldn't really process what was going on. That whistleblower, you know blew the lid off of the whole operation and facebook is now scrambling to do whatever they can as quickly as they can to get shed their old image
1: yeah and kind of i I think this launch must have been pushed forward by quite a lot i think this is probably in the works for a while i mean like obviously i've been living for the oculus um, and i've been on it constantly and everything Everything that was revealed in this metaverse sort of virtual world thing was not surprising if you've spent any time like in the VR world because their sort of metaverse is very much like what VR chat is or what Rec Room is or, you know, even the, um, the kind of weird set that he was walking around is really similar to like the default living space you get when you first go onto the Oculus, like your home screen. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this is – they just like – they had this at the back. <laughs> they, they were just like, uh, that, yeah, 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 bring, bring that one out. Yeah. That's
2: what it felt like. It felt like this was supposed to launch in like spring 2024. And they yeah. were like, we got to get this thing going. I don't really like understand exactly what it is. It's basically like, I don't know, if Google, Glass, and VR met to like create a, so- a way to navigate a social network –
1: Mm, I guess and I think there are little there are bits of it there are bits of it that exist everywhere in lots of different places like VR chat is a thing that is a world where you can jump between worlds and socialize and so is rec room these are both VR things but I suppose like having that linked up to your general social profile your social life is another step and then the play that happens within it like I spend a lot of my time In virtual worlds, like I play, I've got like 600 hours in Animal Crossing. I'm not, you know, this is not unfamiliar to me. (laughs) (laughs) I do not love reality as much as I love unreality. But it's, I guess it's everything just kind of smashed together.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, the thing that scares me about it is that I know that there will be a generation very soon, or at least a group, the next group of young adults will not think of Meta as being Facebook, and that's definitely what they're going for—is to just sort of yeah. disassociate from that whole negative thing. If if you guys are at any at all familiar with the trolling Mark Zuckerberg world online, you probably know about the Sweet Baby Ray's video, <laughs> which is one of my.
1: It makes me so sick, right? Because. I also fucking hate this guy I hate this guy I hate everything that he stands for sometimes though his demeanor as when he's trying to interface as a human being is so bizarre to me that it becomes funny and sometimes borderline endearing and I have to remind myself that I mean he's pretty much single-handedly responsible for undermining western democracy he's also responsible for a whole lot of other evil that happens in the world and that the grossest thing for me is that rather than fix the world that we exist in and the problems that we have in the world that we exist in billionaires would rather go to space or build an entirely new like universe on top of this universe as opposed to just like maybe fixing the shit and yeah but speak baby rays to me is always funny and i have to it's a bit like When you, you know, if you're a feminist and you, like, rap, sometimes you have to turn off your feminism for, like, four minutes uh, to enjoy it. (laughs) For
2: sure. That's how I feel
1: about Sweet Baby Ray's. I have to turn off the fact that, like, he's evil and then I'm like, oh, I can really enjoy this shit.
2: (laughs) I appreciate you for articulating that that way because I definitely struggle with that sometimes. I'm like, oh, God, like, this is, you know – if my woke friends could see me now, but (laughs) sometimes these incels are fucking funny, dude. Um, So let's, if you're not familiar, because I know there's people who have never heard this, and I feel like we have to be the people to introduce it to them. Mm -hmm. This video, Zuck, Z space U space C space C, Sweet (laughs) Baby Rays. I'm going to play this for you. It's like a three minute video that has a lot of views i think it's like 11 million views or something okay no it's about 2 million but is this him at his is this him in his backyard yeah he chose Facebook the one live
1: yeah, it's like when Facebook Live first launched Facebook Live, and I guess to demonstrate it, Zuck went live, and he's and it was like 4th of July weekend, and he's just having a barbecue. He managed to angle the webcam to like the poorest area of his backyard so that he looked like a regular guy. I, I mean, like-
2: Tiffany, I cannot get past it. He looks like <laughs> – I don't know. It looks like he like w- w- drove to a bad neighborhood I and bought this expensive grilling equipment. It looks so – strange like this seems like the alleyway where they keep the trash cans but even even that it it, mark zuckerberg's house even that alley has to be nicer than this
1: (laughs) basically he's making ribs it's a really long facebook rave of him making ribs and somebody made a supercut of every time he starts talking about meat smoking and sweet baby rays
2: okay
3: here's the video hey everyone we are live from my backyard where i am Smoking a brisket and some ribs. (laughs) I am. I'm making meats now. Smoking these meats here. (laughs) Meat smoking. It's smoking. So, I'm the meat chef. Yeah. Someone asked me, do I smoke meat? Smoking meat. Smoking these meats. Smoking meats earlier (laughs) in the day. Smoking these meats. Just set the charcoal up, and you set the the wood chips up, and then smoking meats, grilling, grilling meats, good smoky flavor. Smoke a brisket for like 12 hours. You smoke lemon chicken, smoke salmon, you'll love it. Bison sirloin, ribs and sausage, so I'm looking forward to, to that. <laughs> uh, today we got a brisket on the big guy, and some pork ribs uh, on, on, uh, on the green egg.
2: All right, let's get to some of the Sweet Baby Ray's. Okay.
3: I want to try your brisket. I want to try my brisket. It, it's a pretty <laughs> tough cut of meat. The ribs and the brisket. Are you excited to have a rib tonight? <laughs> I want my baby back, baby back ribs. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Sweet Baby Ray's barbecue sauce. That is going on the ribs. Sweet Baby Ray's. Sweet Baby Ray's, the Sweet Baby Ray's. Sweet Baby Ray's is very good. Sweet baby Sweet baby rays. We have just applied the sweet baby rays. Sweet baby rays. A sweet baby rays. Maybe throw some sweet baby rays on the ribs and take it from there.
2: I can't.
1: I'm not kidding when I say that this is genuinely one of my favorite videos on the internet. <laughs> <It's> the
2: <funniest. laughs> Cause like true okay, here's the truth with sweet baby rays. It's a really good as a base, but it is not even, I mean, you got to do more than just the sweet baby rays. Maybe not. You do. You got to add some. But he's not going to eat powder, it. Some he doesn't
0: peanut.
2: eat. And you're right. <laughs> he like goes and swallows a go cube, like one of those. Yeah, strings.
1: exactly. <laughs> oh, a A capsule. Of nutrition feels like a bug. He's
2: just crunching flash drives off camera. <laughs> <laughs> but I almost felt like you know, if he was a normal person, he would get a cat or something and name it Sweet Baby Rays.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean the fa- the best part though for me, I mean it's really hard to tell, but the full like announcement of the metaverse it is. A brilliant video, especially all of the super cuts I've seen. My favorite part is when Mark Zuckerberg, like, I guess, FaceTimes his dog or Priscilla and she f- shows him his dog. And Mark goes, oh, I love that guy. To his dog. Did you, did you mm-hmm. see that? Bit? It is that like sent me over the edge.
2: Well, like it funny. sounds. Yeah, because it's it's like, of course, you think that's what you should say, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I mean, that's the whole thing with him, right? So when he includes in this video a reference to Sweet Baby Rays by having it act as sort of a bookend or something, not only does it seem like a glitch, but it seems very much like a, you know, like an afterthought that maybe they needed to warm the space up a little bit, but almost Mm. like a faux sense of self-awareness. Like I said to you, like, yeah. I think he's becoming self-aware, but I don't think that's actually possible. Like, I feel like someone else said to him, you know, it'd be funny is if you did the sweet baby raise. And he'd be like, wait, why would that be funny again? Like he wouldn't even
1: know, <laughs> <He> wouldn't <laughs> oh,
2: even know that. that sweet baby is his thing. Yeah. Oh, did I say that? Yeah, we can do that. Um, Apparently, he also put in some sort of sunscreen. I'm like terrified to open up this Yahoo business link because when I did it earlier, it like started just like a whole garage sale of random video and audio clips on my computer. But he also had, I guess, some sort of, yeah, sunscreen. Because of that picture of him
1: with the sunscreen on his face where he looks like Bigfoot. You know, he's being caught on the beach with his white face.
2: Good for him. Good for him. I do. That is one thing I respect him for is you do have to be shameless in your mm. sunscreen application. You cannot be. You can't no. be. No. You got to just be like, I'm not getting cancer today. Sorry. It is nice to know that he's scared of dying.
1: <laughs> uh, I I think there's a bunch of like weird little jokes that are, I, I wonder how much of them he gets. Wonder how much of the jokes he gets or i don't know in the thing itself there's a bit where he's like picking an outfit in the video and he like he like goes between all the outfits and then just puts the same black t-shirt on and isn't the whole thing about zuck that he just wears the same shit every day
2: mm-hmm. and it's like his
1: is that 400 the joke?
2: dollar t-shirt
1: yeah it's like you're making a joke
2: yeah like, <laughs> LOL? A joke. <laughs>
1: And sometimes for sure. I feel sorry for him, and then I'm like, why do I feel sorry for him? But it's the same thing as, like, I have a picture on my phone of Kim Jong-un wearing really big trousers that are too big for him, and I find it <laughs> really funny every time I open it, and then I have to be like, this guy is responsible for, like, the genocide of his own people. And I'm like, oh, but his trousers are too big.
2: That's embarrassing. I know, right? Well, in a way, I think it's the part of us that maybe understands that, You can have all the money in the world and be evil, but, like, what's the point of it if you don't even know what you're doing? (laughs) Like, you know, maybe on some level he thinks he knows what he's doing, but I don't really know that he – I don't really know that he does. I'll never believe it. But speaking of unbelievable things, this next story was great. So. There's this, like, you know, constant trend going on online of girlfriends explaining to their boyfriends what they go through every month and their boyfriends just being, like, completely shocked every single time. And when I saw this one, I just couldn't believe. Like, how do you get to this age and not know this? It it kind of blew my mind. I'm just going to play the clip. Wait, I'm looking it up.
3: Stick it in there? No.
2: When you get your IUD taken out, they make you eat it
3: no they yes they do iud yes you eat it when you get it taken out yes why why
2: so you know i just i thought it was really interesting and kind of like well why did you think we were so upset about britney spears getting forced to have an iud like she has to eat the thing when it comes out so it's like there's way much there's way more to it than just that
1: I know, it's it's kind of fucked up that like this kind of stuff just isn't taught as prevalently in schools. Like the female body and the uh, the mystique surrounding it is uh it's not that mysterious. Like sometimes you just gotta crunch an IED to get the like sort of rebalance your iron levels after you get it taken out.
2: Yeah. There was also this one about peeling your skin off your face that made its way around a while ago. Do you did you have more information? What happened with the boyfriend in this one?
1: This this one wasn't necessarily a boyfriend explaining, but it was just the girl. She basically films, you know, like at the end of your period when your skin is peeling and you've got to peel it off, and she just peeled it essentially. And people were going mad in the comments. Like the men were going absolutely insane. And it's
2: funny no too because you always see young girls in the comments too who are so confused. And it's like, why? Just like, why aren't they being taught that before?
1: Yeah. Exactly. But that, you know, that's the really good thing about TikTok is that there are a lot of good kind of like big sister type people. I remember there was like, you know, there's, there have been videos where women will just like normalize like female bodily processes and functions. And so like the teens are just out here doing, doing the most.
2: Yeah. Well, I just wanted to say, yeah, this was great from Jenna. Thank you for getting that education going. We have to do this one next. All right. This is, I mean, this is like international relations, honey. This is, this is absolutely a great story for us for that reason.
1: if oh, the, the UN. I mean, it is COP at this time of year, so I mean, this is the biggest story of international re- uh, relations. But there has been a entire uh, the, the, It's been wild. It's been wild. I mean, I where do you even want to begin with it?
2: So. I guess Zayn from One Direction, which is another thing I, I, if you told me it was a meme, I would believe you because I was too old to listen to this music. So I was just like, Mm. I don't know. I guess, I guess they're real because I know Harry Styles came from somewhere, but he, he's the guy who left the band early. Right. And there's always been a lot of like, sort of, I don't know, for me, there's been some sort of like mystique about him because he's the guy that left this band and does his own thing. And he also, we know him, of course, from fighting with Jake Paul. That's how, that's how I know him. But yeah. he is dating or, you know, is has a child with Gigi Hadid, who is the daughter of Yolanda Hadid, who was on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, married to David Foster. So no matter where you come in on a pop culture level, at least one of those names has to sound familiar to you. But Yolanda's like kind of a handful. Let's just say that.
1: Yeah, there's. I mean, my i I wasn't watching Real Housewives until quite recently because I just wanted to see the whole kind of like whatever. So I missed her on that, but my interactions with her have mostly been through YouTube and TikTok supercuts of her being maybe not so kind towards her daughters,
2: right? Like famously
1: telling Body, Gigi maybe. that she had
2: to quit volleyball or cuz she was going to look like a lesbian.
1: Yes, yeah, or like when she go and she was when Gigi was going to pass out, she told her to eat half an almond and chew it for a really long time.
2: And then Just, like yeah. we even mentioned her I think last week when we were talking about blind items because she mm. wrote Bella Hadid, that horrific letter. I mean, her kids are both models and she basically made them that way. She was a model. And so Gigi and Zayn have a kid together and they've made a very strong decision that I think a lot of celebrities are seeing this more and more happen these days where they are just not posting their child on the internet at all, mm-hmm. which makes a lot of sense because Zayn in particular, I do know about the One Direction boys that they had their privacy violated like in a way that... it it seems much bigger than anything that happened to the other boy bands out there in the world. And so these guys are traumatized by the amount of fame that they had and Zane in particular, it seems like it really got to him. So he and Gigi have made the decision to never let their daughter Kai's face appear on the internet. And Yolanda, a handful, you know, she allegedly leaked a photo of the baby on Instagram a while back and things have been tense in the family since then. Well, Gigi's out of the country, I think working, and Yolanda showed up to the house that Zane and his daughter are living in in Pennsylvania with a security guard, and the two of them got into a massive fight where Yolanda alleges that he struck her and, amongst other things, called her a fucking Dutch slut.
1: (laughs) Which is what I've been calling everybody of late.
2: And... You know, his whole thing is, like, he just accepted the charges, basically. He was, like, no contest because mm. he just didn't want to go through it. You know, he knew that bringing out this public stuff was just going to continue to hurt the relationship. And a lot of people are saying that Zayn must be in some sort of bad way if Yolanda even showed up to the house with bodyguards. There were rumors that he's been smoking extremely strong weed. That's what the Daily Mail said. And these are all stories that feel like when you hear things like that, you're like, okay, this feels like a plant from Yolanda's side saying mm-hmm. that. And also just like how unrealistic is that? Like he got kicked off of RCA for smoking extremely strong weed. That sounds like something a mom would say to like minimize what their kid is actually doing.
1: Right. Right. Yeah, I also feel like if you were smoking extremely strong weed, I don't know if you'd be in the mood for for violence. I think it would be quite hard to get it up. To,
2: to Do you think fucking Dutch slut is like a strain? And maybe there was just a, a communication issue.
1: <laughs> maybe I mean it sounds delicious.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. But apparently he hit her, (laughs) threw her against a dresser. Who knows what's going to happen with this? It does seem like Gigi and Zayn broke up a while ago and are co-parenting, as he said, in his Mm -hmm. Instagram post. But yeah, this is like one of those things where, you know, when you go to talk about it on a podcast, you can't help but think, fuck, this is like none of my business, truly. And additionally, (laughs) that's like kind of what Zayn's been saying this whole time. It bums me out because I really do think Yolanda – is do i i really feel like she's driven this on purpose for some reason i don't know that her i don't know that her granddaughter was like unsafe
1: no i've i've i think it's probably a bit of a perfect storm because yolanda is a willful woman who can sometimes have behavior that's quite challenging and zane similarly every time i've read or uh you know, one of those Reddit things of like celebrities who you've waited on or bumped into or worked with. And then also the TikTok sort of confessionals. It's not always that positive about him. He does not come across as a he's quite moody and not particularly pleasant. And so I think it's probably an unstoppable force hitting an immovable object between Zayn and Yolanda. And I'm sure it was probably bubbling for quite some time and at some point the valve was released. There was like a physical altercation. And then Leolanda was like, oh, perfect. This is what I've been waiting for. Thank you very much.
2: <laughs> yeah. Great stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it does scare me to think that she would maybe, I don't know, antagonize that in some way. But Zayn, his whole family is very interesting, too. Like I was listening to some empty lawyer thing on um, TikTok my boy from Crazy Days and Nights. And he was saying something about how like Zane's younger sister was sold, was like sold to a man when she was 16 and got married. Oh
1: my God.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know, but I I blame Simon Cowell for sure.
1: For all of it, for all of this. Yeah, no, I totally agree. So this leads us really beautifully into our last and final story, which is, I mean, Gigi has had previous beef before with Jake Paul and Jake Paul kind of on finding out about the uh, Yolanda Hadid and Zayn Malik thing has been doing what Jake Paul does, which is get very, very gleeful and start trolling on Twitter. I mean, the problem with Jake Paul for me is that the worse he behaves, the more I seem to enjoy him. And I know that's terrible, but he... When he's being a little shit like this, I'm like, well, this is what we we want you for. This is what we need you for. So at some point last year, in February of last year, Jake's original tweet was deleted. But I guess it was the original fight between Jake and and Zayn. And Gigi had tweeted at Jake, lol, because he doesn't care to hang out with you and your embarrassing crew of YouTube groupies. Home alone with his best friends like the respectful king because he has me, sweetie. Unbothered by your irrelevant, ugly ass. Go to bed. So that's February well, of 2020.
2: So the back story on that was that Jake was in Vegas and they were sitting on the same floor as Zane in a motel or a motel suite, a hotel suite.
1: <laughs> I wish it was a motel. I
2: know, right? In a weird way, like in a parallel universe, it probably was, but- he was banging on the door trying to get Zane to come hang out with him. And Zayn wouldn't, you know, he wouldn't leave his apartment or his hotel room. And he was in there with Gigi, who I think was pregnant. And we didn't know it at the time yet. And yeah, it, it kind of, Gigi wound up, he made a, Jake made some sort of swipe at Zayn. Gigi responded. I mean, really, honestly, it was kind of one of those rare moments where big celebrities are acknowledging these people that they simply should not acknowledge
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was like it did not feel like a like a great move, it felt like the mask of a, uh, sort of properness may have slipped there for a second just so she could put Jake in his place but I mean fast forward to now Jake has obviously gone back through these replies, <laughs> found the original Gigi reply from last year uh, quote tweeted it on October 29th and said your respectful king punched your mum in the face <sighs> And Respectful King has written, like, that Spongebob meme. You know, he has his, like, hands behind his back and all the letters are, like, lowercase, uppercase, lowercase, uppercase.
2: <laughs> Troll font. Troll font. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Which was very Jake Paul of him. I mean, God bless him. He's the kid that, like, you just know that if you, if you were in school with him and you did one thing, like, if you, like, if you brought your lunch in, like, instead of a sandwich bag, like, a Ziploc bag, you brought it in, like a dog poo bag or something, he would call you, like, dog shit bag for the rest of the year and probably for the rest of your life. Yes,
2: absolutely. Like, a terrorist. You absolutely know that. 100%. (laughs) And the thing with Jake and Logan is that they stay outlasting always, right? Like, normally, they would not be famous anymore when these things happen. Like, same thing with, kind of, like, Chris too, that happened with Logan Paul. Like, he outlasted in a Mm. weird way so he gets to come back a year and a half later and make this and have it be a trending moment because these boys are successful whether we like it or not that logan and jake are hugely successful and i gotta respect i respect i respect Mm -hmm. so logan now this gets into a little bit of a darker conspiracy theory i haven't seen this video but logan got into a fight over the weekend, I have, I have yet to see the fight. Should I? Pl- is it worth me watching it, like reacting to it now?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think so. Because basically Logan had uh, tweeted at Jake, yeah, but you're still ugly based on the kind of respectful King tweet. Jake had quote tweeted him and said, this guy is on his high horse because he won his first fight outside the club. And that's where I saw underneath in the comments, somebody had posted this video of Logan clearly drunk. Like he's definitely intoxicated in some way. Outside the club, kind of with some paparazzi, a person on the street basically calls Logan a pussy, and then a fight ensues. So I'm hell yeah. excited All for right. you to see this.
2: Okay, I love this. Come on, man. Sign. Hey, sign. Hey, sign for the homeless. homeless.
3: Come on, Logan. Come on. What the what hell? What? What? Oh. <laughs>
0: You suck. Oh, shit. Hey. Oh.
2: Shit. Oh damn. Yeah. Hey, yeah. many photos? Oh. Shit. Yeah. Don't be an hey, a bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was that, Logan? Whoa. Oh phone yeah, 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 yeah. like, uh, come come god.
0: On. Are you good, Logan?
2: Never Good. good. So he's outside the club in a Penn National Gaming sweatshirt. So make sure you guys check out Penn National Gaming, which is the Barstool Sports gaming stock, with Love Sack salesman Mike Malak. <laughs> <laughs> is I think we've also referred to him on here as, like, the leech that inserted himself in Logan Paul's weakest moment. He's, like, basically the guy who was the rep for Love Sock, the big beanbag chair company. And when Logan did the Suicide Forest video, he needed some image rehab. And Mike, being a somewhat older guy, sober, interestingly enough, that's, like, his whole thing about how he was an opiate addict and he lost almost everything. And he came back from that. Mike has been by his side throughout the whole thing, right? He does impulsive, the podcast with him. He's sort of just like Logan's number two guy, but there's been a few moments in their relationship where it's become clear that Logan doesn't really need Mike anymore. Mm -hmm. And then something will happen. And Without even seeing this video today, I said to you, my theory is that Big Mike pulls him down intentionally. Like, anytime Logan starts to feel like he doesn't need Big Mike anymore, something happens. And interestingly enough, he, I mean, there was a a while where it was, it seemed like he was doing coke, maybe two Halloweens ago, I think that was. And then I think he kind of like cleaned it up. He did that fight this year with Floyd Mayweather, which was huge. And then you said that you think he's on opiates now?
1: Yeah. So I'd, I got some clarification from my friend who had mentioned it really casually earlier. She said, Logan Paul dabbling in opiates and looking like he's tweaking constantly is definitely going to end well. He was doing so well, too. And I was like, where did you get this Logan opiate thing? She said, I think he said on a recent impulsive, although I haven't seen it, it has been picked up by the commentary channels like H3. Apparently, he said he's taking opiates as they help him to be more productive. But what is he doing? Like, what is he doing? Because he's not like training for a fight anymore. He's not like vlogging at all on YouTube anymore. I mean, obviously, he's like shilling for Barstool pretty heavily and doing some kind of sports book stuff. But I I mean, mean, I know
2: he's doing his podcast which is like a pretty big money maker for him but you know I don't know I I think I have heard before that with some people a I have heard that some people have like an almost like Adderall type experience on a painkiller and I'm sure if you're someone like Logan you probably are I mean I kind of feel like he's in his head a lot whereas I feel like Jake is never in his head
1: (laughs) I don't think there's a lot going I mean god bless him I don't think there's a depth and complexity to what's happening in Jake Paul's head.
2: But I don't know. I mean, I feel like Logan, there's something – I i don't know. I think that he's not – I think he has a, a sweetness to him, if I'm being I honest. Agree. I'm not really sure. So.
1: Yeah. Comparative. I think Jake is very, like, transparent. Like, he just does and is. I think Logan is more – I think he's more thoughtful. I think he's often more considered and more measured. And up until this point, I mean, especially as he's, like, rehabbed his image, has kind of made, has kind of won people back over by being the bigger guy. And, like, even, you know, compared to if you see, like, how Logan and Jake both prepare for a fight, you know, Jake is antagonistic. And deliberately as trolly as possible. And Logan's a little more reserved. I mean, yeah, he does trash talk and he does shit talk and and whatever. But it is more about putting forward a case for his own self as opposed to trashing his opponent. Whereas Jake is like really trying to get into the head of, of the next fighter. And it's really, I found this video really not a good look at all on Logan. Because it's clear like the kid that says the comment A, it's like, it's a stupid comment and I'm sure Logan Paul gets shit hurled at him constantly just existing in the world and in the street and I'm sure has like a resilience and a toughness of somebody who's who's literally, you know, had such a public downfall and has probably had to read and see and respond to people who loathe him with the fire of a thousand suns, like that builds a shell around you. So to be so pressed by a kid just saying, are you a pussy or what in a parking lot? Is like, the fuck are you on, Logan? Like, where did that come from? Like, and he slaps the kid and then he kind of goes in on the kid and he's clearly much larger than him. He clearly is someone with a lot of fighting experience. It doesn't seem like like him. No, it's just like, it just is not, it seems very beneath him to behave in that way. It's like gross.
2: This isn't the guy who, you know, gave Austin Wallace tough but fair career advice.
1: Well, exactly, our boy, Austin Wallace. I mean, he could have been an, he like, it's not like in both of these situations, it was really clear that they were being filmed, right? And arguably the Austin Wallace clip was one of which there was only, uh, there was no real reason to believe it would go any further. And he still was very measured and calm. With this, there's a bunch of paparazzi around. It's clearly being filmed from multiple angles here. And there's lots of people around so like, What the fuck are you doing? Like, legitimately. And I find... Did you see the bit, like, Mike kind of intervenes and steps in, tries to break up the fight, and then, like, throws, like, a couple hits himself, which is such a Mike thing to do. And then goes back to Logan, and Logan puts his hand out to Mike's throat. Like, he goes to, like, grab him by the throat.
2: This guy has to be a dealer. Yeah. Like, this... Like, I I feel like, what is the deal with this this little island boy? I really did. I thought he was, like, a a woman with – I really did. I thought this little guy that they beat up was, like, a woman at first. I thought he was, like, punching a woman. Like, very short, slight build. I can't imagine what – just calling this guy a pussy is not enough reason for him to have snapped like this. I mean, this is a guy – because you're right. Not only He's definitely, like, persevered through words. I mean, to even be someone like Logan Paul who – Is catering to 12 year olds, like you have to have a pretty strong shell on you to Mm -hmm. even be someone who walks around being like, Yeah, I make videos for 12 year olds. Like you have to be a strong person to do that.
1: Yeah. 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 You have to have a a degree of resilience. Yeah. Let's keep an eye on this because I think you're right. I think that Mike seems to need a reason to uh be a resource for logan because i think that deep down he knows that logan would be doing very well if not better without him and is probably looking for is probably looking for things that he can kind of you know latch onto logan's like downward spiraling because of for whatever reason because i mean like where do you go after you fought floyd mayweather right there's probably a little bit of that like it's a bit like doing a it's like where do you go from there maybe he's feeling a little bit of that post fight or post like big event like malaise and fatigue which is like everything feels probably a bit meaningless obviously after training so hard as well like just going and falling back into like la party lifestyle as opposed to like being on his little puerto rican island
2: yeah i don't even think pokemon cards are that hot anymore so
1: no what is he gonna do what is he gonna do next it's, it's kind of interesting to see. I mean, he is uh, – his his brother is also doing very well, like, legitimately at the sport by by just kind of doing it the normal way, which is to fight fight better opponents each time and, like, actually, like, build his hours in the ring and time in the sport in a quite legitimate way. I mean, if we're real, like, Logan – just about survived that Floyd Mayweather fight. And yeah. um, is not really, he's not in it for the sport. I think it's because he probably has too much of an ego. Like Logan, after fighting Floyd, cannot just get in the ring with, uh, like with, you know, a kind of average low level UFC fighter, but like Jake can. And Jake is kind of growing. I think Jake respect. is
2: built for this for sure. For I 100%. Sure. Yeah. I think Jake was built for this. Well, you guys, this might have been maybe a little bit low energy this week, but you'll have to forgive us. (laughs) You know, it's just, it just is what it is. It can't all be Kidney Gate. But by the way, speaking of Kidney Gate, we have two Patreon bonus episodes coming to you about Kidney Gate this week. One is related directly to Chip Cheek and some writing of his that I don't know might raise some questions as well as a little bit of a mashup between trend lately and downtown writers jam one of the amazing shows on the solid listen network so make sure to check those out as well as the bonus episode that tiffany and i just did about how i thought her marriage was fake (laughs) truthfully truthfully, i really did all right you guys thank you so much you have a good week and we'll talk to you soon bye thank you Bye. bye
1: can girls on the one you wanted me, but I ain't never seen a shawty that look like a double G. Every girl in here ten, but there ain't no Tennessee. And you might just get some money, but it ain't no guarantee. Double G's on the
2: left, double G's
1: on the right. And you know I stay in Texas, I don't really like to fight. Like we in 2013, shawty, do it for the vines Shawty, moving real well, I'ma have to one and die Threw the money to the center now, watch it hit the floor. Now rack it up, Rat, rack, rack it up, king, back it up, huh, back, back, bag it up, king, stack it up, stack, 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 stack it up. She said, Where you? Sam Marcus down to Texas. And snake. if I drop a pin, best believe that she on the way was important. But I moved her right about the way. down to G tonight. I told her, baby, I got G tonight. Goodness, scholarship.